Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get stoked, get started, get started, get started. Welcome, Big Brother fans. This is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. I'm Cherry Garcia, and I'm so glad you can be here tonight with us for Manic Mondays with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa, from Big Brother Season 10, also known as the Portuguese Princess from Providence. have questions or comments, call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. And once you're on our switchboard, please do remember to listen to the prompts and press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you want to join us on air and you're not just listening to the show from our switchboard. Now let's get this show started with a little intro for our host. Here we go.
happy Monday, everyone. Thanks for being here with us to hang out with us tonight. I first want to take a minute to say that our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who is affected by the horrible flooding down in Louisiana and the surrounding areas. Um, There has been a great loss of life and many who have lost their homes, so please keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Um, Now on to a lighter note. Karma has finally entered the Big Brother house. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about tonight. So let's get started with our host, Michelle Costa. She is on with us. It is August 15, 2016. Let's bring her on and talk some Big Brother. Hi, Michelle. How are you tonight? Hey, Cherry Pie. Happy Manic Monday, everybody. I'm on uh, live from Queens, New York, so I'm on location, and I just want to say I'm looking at the chat room, and it's a little box, and I'm hoping you guys aren't feeling claustrophobic because we don't (laughs) want any of that happening. We don't want you to evict yourself from the chat room. Okay. I'm in I'm in a one room hotel and I hope I don't self evict myself. We have so much to talk about guys. Today if is the day that if you have comments or questions, um, for our special guest who is Adam Pock from Big Brother thirteen, myself or Cherry, or if you just have something to say about this crazy week and if you don't have the feeds Get them because they've been amazing. Um, the number is three four seven two three seven five five zero six, and make sure you press one. So, Cherry, we have Adam calling in. I know he's got a lot to say. Um, who doesn't have a lot to say? I, I, it's just been if you've been waiting well, for this first, moment, karma. First of all, he says that he has some sort of mental illness where he, as long as he has a goal to accomplish, he can stay in the house. But if that, if he no longer has that goal, i.e. winning the game, then he can't stay in an enclosed area and he, he can't fight his mental illness any longer. Therefore, he can't stay in an enclosed area. Well, he knows it's a mansion, right? And you can go in all the probably 30s to 40 rooms, and there's usually an outside in the pool. And it's actually bigger than the house that he's in right now, Cherry. So I don't understand this. He said a a psychiatrist warned him about this, and he should have never came on. Well, and he does have another goal. He, He gets to pick who wins Big Brother, yeah, you know, that's very true. He's still a part of Big Brother. And he's also, his secondary pity party is that he's playing for an aunt who has cancer. Now, twice he has flubbed up yep. and said it was his grandmother instead of his aunt. Yes. Oops. Which one is it? Which one? You know which one I, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I really thought more of Paulie when it came to gameplay. I thought that he would have, 
manned up because how he had been running the house, not even being HOH, and just one by one, single-handedly taking these people out, laughing at them, making fun of them, and all of that that entails being on the block and what, what he's done. And I thought he would say, you know what, I'm going to man up. I'm going to say what I did and, you know, shake you guys' hands. And, you know, it's not over yet. So he's basically like, I really don't know what's happening. You know, it's just a total train wreck happening in front of your eyes. I think he's afraid to go to go into the jury house with the three women that he's talked so much smack about all season long and have to sit in the jury house with them, only male, with no bro backup. Yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned this last week um, when one of our callers uh, asked each of us who we thought was going to be the one to take the other one out. And I said Paul, and Paul um, had a lot to do with getting Victor to put him on the block. I knew that it was going to be Paul. I knew it was going to be one of the boys that was going to turn, and it was very smart on Victor's and Paul's, and I believe James was a little bit involved too, with getting him out while they have the numbers and then going from there, making the first move. Because when you start dwindling down, the chances of you getting them, you know, the other person out is is going to be more difficult. Um, he did it to himself. He cannot blame anybody but him. He needs to man up and, and say what he did, but he doesn't. He backtracks or he says a sentence and half of it's the truth and half of it's a lie. You know, it's the time that you man up and you know, try to make bends and, and try to start over a game because you don't know if he has a return ticket. He doesn't know if there's a buyback from the jury, which both of them is unknown at this point, right, Terry? Um, yeah. You know, and um, a lot of people are talking about the veto, how he took it from Corey, and uh, Corey had a better chance of getting taken off the block. And there was just so many different things that – it just makes you scratch your head. So I can't wait to hear what Adam has to say about that. Before we go any further, I do want to say real quick, um, you know, as Cherry said, thinking about uh, the people the, with the flooding going down, I believe it's in Louisiana. I believe there was another state as well. Um, I know Shelly Moore, she's trapped in her house. Um, her, her road has been um, washed away, so she she can't get yeah, out. Yeah, she's in Louisiana. House. Yeah, she's in. Um, she her house didn't get flooded. It's just that she can't get out of her neighborhood. Correct, Sherry? Yeah. Okay. Well, as far as I know, send yeah. our wishes to uh, to Shelly and everybody else who's been affected. Um, on a different note, um, I just want to say um, a happy 40th wedding anniversary to my mom and dad who celebrated being together for 40 years yesterday. So, happy anniversary, Mommy and Daddy. Happy 40th, Mama and Papa Casta. Yeah. So, we had a good day yesterday, and um, I just wanted to mention that before, you know, 
we go off because there's just so much to talk about. We have unitards. We have secret service. We have a, I guess, um, production's really not going to do anything to give punishment. I don't know why, but somebody who decides to pick and choose when they're going to um, use their um, punishment costume and bake pies. Uh, yeah, he's I mean, been so. He, I mean, he's the sorest loser I have ever seen. Yeah, um, I even said I, in the I, chat know, room. I think he got on the on the wrong show. Biggest Loser was on another network. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't understand um, uh, him wanting to self evict himself and not even go into the jury house. I mean, what what's the game isn't over yet? You know, you play that hard. You you played he played himself really. And everybody just kind of took advantage of that situation, they, you know. And um, I I haven't been able to stop watching the feeds. Well, I haven't been able to watch them today. But, I mean, I just, if you don't have the feeds, guys, please. This has probably been the best of the feeds in a, a couple of years, I would say, Cherry. Wouldn't you say so? I mean, <sighs> I can't even. I get the. I had like five bags of popcorn yesterday. Five. That's not good, Cherry. That's not good at all. Um, we also saw a double eviction last week. Um, so, you know, you know what the thing is too, Cherry. I don't think Zakia even like wants to fathom the fact that Polly screwed her over. She said in an interview, she hopes Polly wins, and everybody else is just haters. Who she said that? Be, uh, Zakia, in one of her interviews, um, when she uh. was leaving the house, she said that she wants Polly to win, and that everybody else is just haters. Zakia is still drinking the Polly Kool Aid. As soon as she gets her wits back about her. She will see the light and see what we've all been seeing since day one. And she will have so many regrets about the season. Yeah. I guarantee you she will have so many regrets. And you know what? She had a lot of people, you know, that didn't have to tell her, you know, didn't have to tell her what was really going on. She might have thought that that they were playing with her, but there was really people there that were really just wanted to help her game wise aside and have her Natalie see, yeah was really trying to see what to, was going on to from a girl's standpoint just woman to woman from her heart from a a pure you know kind heart was trying to tell Zakia, you know, girl, he's really not doing you right. And you blindly can't see it because of the position you're in. And, you know, it was sad to see Zakia still not able to take Natalie's words 
and realize what she was saying was so honest and so true and still side with Polly and I think Chai, his, deep down you know, inside I think deep down inside she knows what the truth is. I think that she just doesn't want to face it. You know, she doesn't want to think that the one person in the house, and then he's going around saying stuff about what he did with her. You know, I I just I can't when it comes to that stuff. You know, you, you, people are like, come up fuckers, that's all I know. Well, so I mean, was... he, he went into details <laughs> about it, you know. It's like, come on, like, you know, and it's it's to me the way he was talking about her and all that stuff, why would he go and do that? I why? know. I know. You know what I mean? Like, why would you do that? And then talk about it to people. Like, I wouldn't talk about it to people in the same breath of you actually talking bad about this person. There's just so much stuff that's going to come to light when she leaves the house. There's a lot. You know, there's a lot of people that when they leave that house, they're going to really see what happened, you know. And Natalie was just telling the truth as much as, you know, people don't want to hear it. They actually showed clips, right, of um, them underneath the bed, which was kind of crazy. Um, and then also him saying something about her butt and all that kind of stuff, you know, which isn't a big deal. But, I mean, when you're supposedly liking somebody else, you know, you just don't really make people feel uncomfortable. I mean, it's the same thing kind of what Frank was doing. Frank was using his wrestling moves and slapping ass, and then it's words are, are it's the same as, you know, other things as, you know, slapping. And you're talking about a butt and stuff like that, the Latino butt or whatever it is. You know, and she turned around immediately because she felt uncomfortable. Your guest has arrived on the switchboard, and you already have a caller waiting as well. Okay. Well, let's bring up our guest first, of course, because we need to get, you know, I need to know what Adam is thinking right now. Oh, my God. And then we'll, we'll have that caller. So, this caller, hold on for a few minutes. We'll be with you shortly. We must bring up our special Baconator. From Big Brother 13, we have Adam Park with us. Hi, Adam. Ah, I give a short roar because there's so much to talk about this week. Oh, my God. God. Please. Oh, my God. This is such a. Where do you begin, Adam? By the way, hi, and I love you. Hi, I love you, and Natalie and Farrah, and everybody says hi to everybody out there in Rad Radio Land, blah, 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 blah. Where do we start? Okay, let's start with uh, something completely off the wall. Okay. Paul, Paulie, uh, what, what's going on with him? There's, uh, no, I'm, I'm joking. No, you know, it's <laughs> funny. I, I was thinking about this on the, on the way home. Um, he, you know, before Paulie went into the house, he was coached by Cody and Derek. Now, yes. what was the difference between Cody and Derek on their season and Paulie on this season? Cody and Derek were never in any sort of trouble. They were never in any trouble. So they did not prepare him for what happens when your back is against the wall. And yeah. Paulie was, went in there thinking, I got this. I was bred for this. 
I got this, I got this. And the second something went wrong, he just went haywire berserk. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'd be surprised if he pulled a uh, Willie Hans or a Chima, but it looks like, you know, he's like threatening to not go to the jury house. And how do you say you're claustrophobic and <laughs> you can't go to the jury house? When you live in a big brother house, that's the most claustrophobic place in the world. You got to give him credit, Adam, Adam, because he said he can stay one more week in the big brother house. He has about four to three weeks that he can be in the jury house until he's not good with the claustrophobia. So he, he, uh, can, he can be one more week in the, in the big brother house, but a maximum of four weeks in the jury house or he loses uh, it. Now, now, Here's I what he's say, saying, Adam. Yeah, I, I, his pity party number one story is his claustrophobia is okay if he has a goal that he's working on. <laughs> i.e. winning the game. But if he if he if the goal goes away and he doesn't have a goal that he's working on, then he can no longer handle it and uh, therefore he can't okay. handle the jury house and he must self evict and go home because he can't handle the jury house. I think he doesn't yeah. want to go in and face the women that he bashed all season and are sitting there waiting for Polly to walk through the door. Exactly. Party number two is that he's playing for his sick and dying aunt who has cancer, but he slipped twice and said his grandmother. So we don't know which one it is. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't like you know when people bring up the fact that you know there's family at home that are sick because. You know, there's no there's no spot for that. And everybody has somebody in their family that's not doing well. We all do. Yeah. We all do. I don't care who you are. Nobody's family is perfect. Nobody's lives are perfect. Everybody has something going on. So uh, to use that as an excuse and, like, why he should stay and why he needs the money, I mean, we all need the money. But yeah. uh, let, let, let's change this up a little bit. i got to give major props to Victor. Victor yes. has kept his cool this entire time. And Victor, like, no matter how many times Paulie comes to him to, like, plead his case, Victor keeps saying to him, hey, man, I gave you a shot. I gave you a legitimate shot to fight for your life. You didn't give me that shot. You didn't give me that. And Paulie's like, yeah, 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 I know, I know. But so but. Victor has definitely kept his cool. You know, and he's won two of the last three HOHs. This is a guy that was out week two or week three, whatever you want to call it. And he fought his way back into the house. And then after he came back, everybody was so busy going after each other, he just sat back for a couple weeks. And now him and Paul are probably in the best position in the house because they can win competitions when they need to. They are not pissing off the rest of the, the house guests, I mean, other than Corey and Nicole. But, you know, they're in a really good spot right now. And who would have thought – that these two sitting ducks would be now in the final seven. And you know what? These two can be the next hitmen. They can be the next, uh, you know, renegades. They can be the next whatever um, because, you know what? They played it smart. They're playing it with, you know, they're, they're keeping their cool and they're playing it logically. And everybody else is playing emotionally. Um you know, and James obviously is also playing emotionally, just a different emotion. James is playing mm-hmm. with uh, emotions that uh, come below the belt. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I, I did, a different I did, type of pee-pee. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I did love the line though, like when he was asked, "Well, why are you going? You know, why are you doing this?" He's like, "I'm going with my girl. That's what Texans do." Uh, and Paulie just could not understand that. That makes absolutely no sense. Um, you know, and also being a Jersey boy, I kind of took offense to Paulie ranking on the Jersey girls. I know what he meant though, because Jersey girls do have a little something there. But uh, you, dude, you don't you don't just generalize. And, oh, God. Yeah, he's just been, like, left and right, just instead of trying to figure out that he's still in the game, he's still not out of the house yet. If he does get out of the house, he might have a return ticket, and there also might be um, a buyback. He's just self-destructing left and right because he just had so much um, egomaniac kind of tendencies where He's his worst enemy at this point, and it's really, you know, I'm not talking about him as a person, whatever, but game-wise, it's pathetic, and it's really, you know, sad to see somebody that was tooting their horn and making fun of everybody and laughing at everybody when they're on the block, and, you know, two minutes before that, he was making fun of Mish and stuff like that, and look at him now, he's crying crying and all that kind of stuff, making fun of people for doing exactly what he's doing now. You know, for the, for, uh, the people that didn't eat his pie, uh, they want to know, you know, he was wondering why nobody ate the pie that he made. Well, the pie does not taste good with tears in them. So, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe make a pie without tears in them, and people will like to eat it. Now, I, I, got, I got a funny scenario, though. What happens if, what happens if somehow, someway, somehow, Paulie does convince people to keep him around another week? I mean, Actually, he's got a very good case that he's not making that Nicole and Corey are in a duo and he is by himself. And if you get rid of Corey, you're, you know, you're, you know, locked, you know, breaking up a duo. But how funny would it be if they do flip somehow, some way, Corey ends up being the one leaving and he is the one with the return uh, pass to back into the house. How funny would that be if they like, ah, oh, you know what? Maybe we should get rid of Corey and leave Paulie another week, and then Corey comes right back in. I think that would be, as a fan, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Well, this see. is the thing. This is the last week for the return ticket, and guess Thanks. what? Friday, we know there's a show happening, so that's the buyback. Guess what? You'll be able to put Paulie up next week, risk it because they don't know that the return ticket is the the final this Thursday. Hopefully, Paulie has it, so Corey Not, leaves, Paulie can't use it, and then Paulie can't come for the bag back and then get him out for good, but they don't know this stuff. We know it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I do think, though, that Julie told them about the return tickets that they were only valid for uh, a couple weeks. I, I Four think weeks, I remember. Right? Yeah, I think she said that, and... You know, that included the, uh, the double eviction. But, uh, yeah, what this Friday show that they're being so mysterious about, um, you know, I, I hope it's really not another buyback. Because, I, I mean, you already have one person leave and come back. I would hate to see, then you know, they have the, uh, the, the battle back, then they have the uh, round-trip ticket, then they have a, uh, a buyback. I, how many chances can you have on one season? Although it would have been pretty funny, though, if Victor was the one that had the return uh, ticket and left again and came back and had three chances in one season to play. And then he could break uh, Kaser and Brendan's record of most times evicted in one season. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Um, I would actually love, love, love to see uh, if there is a buyback because they're being a little bit shady about what's going on. Bring, be, bring back some Davon. Bring back some Davon. 
That's what I want to see. Shaitan Joe is saying Ziggy Marley, and he's going to be in the backyard in an hour from now, or half an hour from now, and they'll be showing it this Friday. How Wait, oh. Joe. is this Ziggy Marley, like a concert? Yeah, he said he's going to be playing in the backyard tonight, and they'll be showing it on Friday. Well, you know, I did notice, uh, I haven't watched the feed today because I actually did some work, but uh, that, they, uh, that they were on lockdown today, which is usually, you know, Mondays usually after the veto meeting, they just open the back doors and everybody, you know, hangs out until like Wednesday whenever they lock them in for uh, the Thursday HOH build. But, uh, you know, if, if uh, anybody knows, uh, are they still locked in? Are they still locked in the house? And so and that would make are. more sense. Ah, pretty sneaky. Oh, I'm curious. And they have had concerts in the, in the past. We all remember Cheryl Crow being there. Yep. Yes. Yep. And yeah, we haven't had a uh, we haven't had a celebrity come into the house yet this year. Yeah. Hmm. But do you think it's gonna it's going to involve some sort of competition? They can't have Ziggy Marley on for an hour. Like people will be like, "What does this have to do with Big Brother?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what what is it? Like, is it like? Is he going to host a competition? Like, he's going to start singing a song of, like, you know, no woman, or whatever Ziggy Molly sings, some kind of comeback song, he's, and all of a sudden the jury sing, members all come back. He's going to sing Three Little Birds and tell Polly, <laughs> no worries. It's going to no be okay. <laughs> Baby, don't worry about a thing. I, no, just, no, yeah. I, I, I do want to bring up something, too. At the beginning of the season, I was convinced that Paul was going to be the first one evicted. I thought he was going to be the Jakes of the season because he's going to come in too hot, too confident, too cocky. Uh, Lord knows we had Josiah that was way too cocky. But let's face it, Paul is playing an amazing game. Paul has done a 180. He, you know, is funny. He's having fun. I mean, the whole thing with him as the uh, Secret Service guy, you know, was hysterical. Like, I really wanted to not like him, uh, but I, I think I'm Team Paul. I think I'm Team Friendship, even though every time he said the first few times he would say friendship, it drove me bananas because that just reminded me of season six and the nerd herd. Um, but now I, I, I'm, I'm hashtagging friendship. I'm like, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving the friendship. I'm loving, you know, his, except the one thing though, please get rid of the Pelican floaty. Come on, dude. Really? Yeah. Uh, if yeah. anybody remembers the cartoon, uh, Rocco's Modern World, uh, Heifer, the, the cow, used to wear a floaty. And that's all I see when he's wearing that is the, you know, the Rocco's Modern World. But come on, man. I mean, he, he's doing – but he is playing a good game. And by doing this, these silly things, people are forgetting that he's playing a good game. Um, oh, finding but, uh, the contraband and everything, like making yeah. bags of cocaine and weed and stuff. It's so funny, hysterical. I can't. I think I can't that's even. hysterical. Oh, my gosh. So, you guys, so I fell asleep last night watching um, After Dark, and they kept doing, like, the red alert back-to-back, right? So I had a dream that I went into the Big Brother house, and the first person I saw was Paul. So I'm like, um, hey, Paul. He's like, oh, so you're in the house? I said, yes. And then I said, you know what? I said, just want to let you know that you started a frenzy. Hashtag friendship is like the biggest trend on Twitter. So like we were running around the house like hashtag friendship. And I woke up and I wanted to go back to bed so bad because I wanted to go back in the house. (laughs) 
I had yeah. plenty of Big Brother dreams when I was in the house, like uh, dreams of like leaving the house. Uh, and I gotta say, like, I have not had a dream back in the house in a long time, which is thank God because I would wake up after having a dream being in the house, and I'd like, you know, all those emotions would just like go crazy for that those few minutes. So uh, I'm, I'm actually glad I haven't had one of those dreams in a while. Yeah, that was a first for me in a long time. It was it was like so like like vivid like I felt like I was there when I woke up I was like oh man you know like I really thought that I was like the next twist but nope now I'm in New York City in Queens in a, in a hotel feeling a little claustrophobic I'll be honest with you feeling a little claustrophobic. you guys want to take this caller yeah let's take the caller I feel bad that they've been sitting there waiting so let's bring them up okay bring we up, have Callie calling in hi Callie thank you so much for holding babe of course. Hey, Callie. What's up, You're girl? Hey. How are you guys? Doing you are fantastic. Doing a little claustrophobic, but going to make it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I just went into um, the Paris room, but I'm feeling a little claustrophobic as well now that I'm out. I was in that Paris room nice. for an hour. <laughs> and I'm What's like, your question, girl? Um, so I just thought it was Interesting. You know, Polly is telling people not to kick him while he's down. Yet he did the same thing to Tiffany. He did the same thing to Frank. You, you know, I, I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping when he gets out that he looks back and has perspective on it. Because I'll tell you what, the, the one thing that people that did not live in that house, you don't realize, like your brain, once you get fixated on something, you can't really see everything. So I'm hoping that, like, he is just so far into this rabbit hole of lies and deceit that he has no idea what he's really doing, and then he can like, go back and look and see and realize just how bad of a person he is being inside the house and yeah. has, the, has the ability to change. I mean, let's face it, we've, we've seen people do really bad things over the years, especially season 15, uh, and give them a chance to, like, realize what they did wrong. Um, so... You know, I, I will give, you know, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. If you come out of the house and you realize what you did and you're still a jerk about it, well, then you're just a jerk. But uh, you know what? Yeah, when, when you're sitting on top of the world, it's so hard to, to like, understand what these people are going through. Um, but you would think you would have a little bit of sympathy knowing like, what he put people through and now he's getting it done to him. Yeah, like, I don't mind him, you know, I don't mind the whole – I, it's the hypocrisy I think that I find mind-boggling. And so, so do we all. We all feel the same way. It's like it's it's so easy to do to other people, and then when it's done to you, it's foul. But uh, which again, that's why I said before about Victor being very level-headed. Victor's like, hey, you guys all voted me out. You guys got me out of here nine to one. He backdoored me. He's like, and I've been, you know, I was, rel- you know, relatively cool about it. And I came back in the house. I kept my mouth shut. Um, you know, he, you learn from your mistakes. Well, <clears throat> he'll have plenty of time to learn from those mistakes. Yeah, I think he's actually being really selfish because, you know, before he was basically all the HOH of everybody, you know, he was getting for his game all the people out. And finally, you know, Victor gave him a touche. And exactly what Victor said is, you didn't give me the opportunity to even try to stay in. You backdoored me. So I'm giving you the opportunity. And I think he still is trying to 
put himself in the Derek and Cody light. Like, you know, Derek and Cody, I'm this, that, and the other. I think he's embarrassed that he didn't go or do as well. And so now he's back in the corner and he's kicking and screaming and he's kicking and screaming and thinking that by doing that, you know, he's going to make people go, oh, well, look at the poor thing, you know. It's like a vicious circle that I don't think he's going to learn and I really hope he does when he leaves. It's not going to happen before that, though. It's not. No. no I, he, he won't be able to put it in perspective till later now. No. Yeah. I feel like what Polly did wrong, Derek never – Derek was good, but he didn't really try to control everything as much as Polly uh. did. And he's also putting in, like, Cody's comp wins and is doing both, and that got too obvious to people. <laughs> I think he's trying to be both – Derek and Cody, and that's where he went wrong. Yeah, well, well he's not either point. one of them. No, yeah, no. He, he's, he's not either one. He, he's Pauly. And uh, I think that was his, you know, big mistake. Um, you know, early on, I he did pretty much in check with you know, the fact that who his brother was and who he knows and what he's done. But, uh, you know, but that's what, that's what happened there, Michelle. Vouch for this 100%. You know, you start getting – a little bit of confidence, you start winning some things, you start running out of house, your ego starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger uh, until someone comes along and pops up a loon. I don't know. I just think that, you know, he's he's got a rude awakening, well, still in the house, and when he gets out of the house, he's going to get him from every angle. So, And I also think that his biggest mistake was not – Siding with his alliance, which one of them being Zakia, I think that really spoke volumes to a lot of people underlying kind of like if he's doing this to her after they've been so tight and everybody started comparing their notes, this one started comparing this note and this one started comparing that note and this one heard that Corey is his best guy and all that. Once you you see people start connecting the dots, you're done. At that point, you man up, you say, yes, I did, I'm sorry, you guys got me, you know, and then try to move on. Not my aunt, my grandmother, my dog has cancer, I'm claustrophobic, my psychiatrist told me I should never, what are you talking about? All of a sudden, you got all these issues that we never heard about before because you thought you were on top of the world, you know? People see that, they're not stupid, and you're making people feel like they're stupid, and and like Victor said yesterday, don't put me in a position that you're telling me that your aunt has cancer and you're making me feel bad because that's a whole different type of level, isn't it? No, that, that's, oh, yeah. you know, that's, that's horrible. I mean, I, I remember season 12 when uh, Matt was talking about his wife being sick and, you know, that pissed me off. Even I wasn't even a house guest yet. And, you know, that pissed me off because you, when you're bringing that stuff in, like I said, everybody has somebody close to them that needs help. And, you know, I mean, even people that have, you know, millions of dollars that go on these shows, like, you know, like uh, on Survivor, we have, like, these ex-athletes going on there. Like, they're there to play the game. They're not there to, like, screw people over, you know, based on, like, family medical history. I mean, that, no, no, no. I mean, other than Johnny Fairplay, of course, the famous uh, grandmother dead. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. That works once. You can't work. You can't work that angle again. So uh, you know he, he needs to find a, a new play in his book to, uh, to try. But you know it, it, it still is a long way to Thursday. Maybe somehow, some way he'll think of something to uh, 
you know, keep himself safe this week. You know, you n- never count him out, but uh, he sure looks like he's going to be walking the plank on Thursday. Hi, right, caramba. Do you have any more questions, Callie? Oh, no, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for calling, Callie. Thank you. So I want to ask ask Michelle. You have a great night. Yeah. um, Let's talk about your namesake, Big Mish. Michelle, like, like, what's what's her story moving forward? I mean, she kind of, like, you know, blew up Nicole and Paulie's game. She had two great speeches on Thursday. But now, like, where does she go from here? How did she find a way to get further? Well, you know what? I have to say that I think that um, Mish definitely did a great job blowing up uh, Paulie's spot. I think that that between her and Nat got that ball rolling. Um, I thought it was perfect that she called Nicole a snake. Um, I, I know Nicole outside the show after her season. I think that Nicole is playing really horrible this year. I hate her gameplay. Um, I don't like it whatsoever. Um, so I think that with who she's aligned with right now, um, being Nat and um, James, um, and I think she's due to win. I mean, she did already win a veto. Um, I think that she's smart, you know, and where she goes from here, I think she needs to either win or somebody on her side win to keep her safer for the next couple of weeks. Um, and then it's really going to be able uh, to see what she does. But I think the most important thing for her, um, unfortunately, um, is to focus on getting Corey and getting um, Nicole out. Or if she can convince Nicole, um, if Corey does leave the week, this week or next week, uh, convincing her to join with um, her, Nat, and James to get the, um, the two boys up. I'm going to call them VPs, the VPs. Um, and um, to get to get start getting them out, but they need to have the numbers, and um, it's really I think she it works the Nicole angle. That's what I think. Yeah. I think if they get Corey out, Nicole's going to be vulnerable, and then they'll have the numbers. But I yeah, think Nicole I, and Corey are really scared right now. I, I you know I the other thing too is I think she needs to team up with uh, Paul and Victor rather than uh, James and Natalie, because, again, James and Natalie are always going to take each other. So I think she needs to get in with the boys uh, a little bit better and, uh, you know, backstab uh, James and Natalie, uh, James and Natalie, because I think, you know, she's just going to be the one that's expendable because she, she's such a lone wolf right now. She needs to definitely find a different angle. Um, but I, I like the fact that you said, like, her and uh, Nicole team up, because I think that would be a good uh, team, you know, a good duo uh, if Corey is gone, I think Cole and Mish can, uh, you know, mend the, their fences and uh, get a little further in this game. Because technically, she's like the only one that doesn't really have anybody right now. It's kind of all like duos, and um, you know, maybe she can sit back and let them take each other out too. You know, because you know, what is she? She's not going to be that much of a threat. She's just one person. I think she is actually good with. Um, Victor and Paul, but to what extent? I think that Victor and Paul, um, you know, discounting Nicole and Corey, um, you know, they're going to be looking at James and that, I think, you know, and especially the fact that James said, you know, he's been laying low and it's time to turn it up. So um, we'll see how that goes. 
And that's the funny thing about James. It only took him a, a season and a half of playing Big Brother to realize, oh, my God, I actually have to make a move to get far. I mean, I only had one season. I didn't make a move. So if I was on again, I think I would make a move a little <laughs> bit sooner than halfway through the game. But I, I was very happy that James did uh, finally grow a pair in the house and be like, okay, let's flip things up a little bit. Let's, you know. And as I do like the fact, too, that he even said, hey, this move might be bad for my game. It might blow up in my face. I'm fine with that. I just had to do it because, you know, and, and I mean, he, he's a good prankster, yes, but, you know, if, if you want $25,000, that's fine. Keep being a prankster. But if you want to have a million dollars, you got to start playing. I, I honestly think that who deserves right now at this point um, to win the game and who is America's favorite, I think that Victor, hands down right now, um, with him having to scrape and kick and crawl and do what he did to get in the back of the house. Right now at this point, he deserves to win. America's favorite player, I have to say, would be Paul or Victor, but I want to split it up because I don't like to see the same person win. I'd say Paul because he also started off as, on the block, started off as a pawn and was on the outside, and he kicked and he screamed, and boy, He's been growing on me like his beard has been growing. And um, I just think that he knows what he's doing. He tells people the way it is. He's been straightforward with them. But at the same time, he jokes with them and kind of makes you forget that he's like, you know, a threat. He's playing a really smart game. Of course you like Victor. You know, the Latin people all got to stick together, right? Well, I'm not Latin. I'm Portuguese, so. Well, I'm sorry. The Spanish-speaking people, I'm sorry. Now, I now speak I'm gonna Portuguese. Be, <laughs> now I'm going to be labeled as a racist. Great. Okay, I'm done. No, That's it, not at all. But I'll no, tell you no, one no. thing. I'll, do, I'll tell you one thing, and I think I can speak for all the ladies and even probably a lot of men out there. The move that Victor made by putting up Polly and Corey – Man, is he a lot hotter? Is he a lot hotter than he already he already was hot? Woo, is he hotter now? Caliente. I just that's all I gotta say. Yeah, oh, there you go. Now you're now you're speaking the Spanish caliente. Caliente. I, I know a few words, but you know what I can't wait for and what we all cannot wait for. I mean, I know a lot of us already heard these things, but to actually hear it from Zingbot um, I cannot wait for Zingbot. Did you make it um, for Zingbot? Was he on yours? Of Adam? course. Come on. I'm Final Three. He called me Uncle Fester. Um, he did. That's so, right. <laughs> we didn't have Zingbot online. I know. I mean, you know, Zingbot is great because he says a lot of things that people inside the house are thinking but are afraid to say. So by him saying these things and getting it out there in the open – um, but yeah, no, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for Wednesday night. I, you know, it, I mean, last night's episode was mostly stuff that happened before um, the eviction on Thursday. Uh, yeah. There's so so much happened after that HOH. So much happened on Friday and Saturday with the thing. But I mean, tomorrow night's uh, Wednesday night's episode. I cannot wait for. I think that's going to be probably the best episode of the season so far. Uh, and let's face it, this week has been the best week of the season. Um, you know, there's and they good needed week, it. But I, I think, you know, I, I think this season overall has been really good. I think it's been, you know, you didn't have the, the battle of the block, which forces people to play a really safe game. I think you had a lot of good moves so far. But I think, you know, this week in particular has been 
the best week of the season. Uh, and what is it about double evictions? Like, just chaos forms, like, right before the double eviction happens, and then the week after, there's always drama. I mean, remember my season? We had the whole big Shelly versus Jordan fight right after the double eviction, and even leading up to that, we had this, you know, me, Jeff, Jordan against Shelly. Uh, you know, there's always so much drama around these double evictions. They should just start off with, like, 40 people and have every week be a double eviction. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, there's no time for you guys to discuss. I mean, they have, like, a couple minutes, but it's like that panic discussion where, you know, there's, yes, okay, yeah. Like, I don't even know if Corey made even a decision. I think everybody else made the decision for him. I think people were still shocked that he won. Second question in, um, I think he was actually in shock because he didn't really say much. They were like, oh, hey, put up Bridget, put up Michelle. And then... Michelle goes and says, that's amazing, Nicole's a snake, and then Nicole goes, you know, um, to see Julie, and she's like, well, I guess, Julie, I'm going to vote to Vic Bridget, I don't know, and I'm like, holy crap, like, this is awesome, like, this is, the power is turning in front of our eyes, I love it. That that was actually one of my favorite moments of the uh, the double eviction with Corey. Like, come on, guys, are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? And all four of the other guys are sitting around, like, looking at their feet, like, oh, I don't know. It's like, come on, guys, let's do this. Let's do this. And they were like, uh, yeah, whatever, sure. But they never looked at each other, like, okay, you know what, let's all put our fists in. Let's, like, let's get back to this. But like, that should have been Corey's sign right there. Like when he said, let's do this, and nobody wanted to do it. Nobody was looking. And he's like, hey, who should I put up? And nobody said anything. That should have been his signal. Be like, okay, you know what? This is not going to work. Let me do something off the radar. But you know what? The guy's never played the game before. He never watched the game before. He has no idea what's going on with it. And he's got, of all people, Nicole telling him, you know, how to play the game, who, you know, and on her season, she was sweet, but she was not the best game player. And I thought she did actually start it off playing really well. I thought Nicole, you know, she was making the personal bonds that you need to make um, you know, as well as the game. And she had herself in, a, in the big alliance, and she did, you know, have safety. But uh, Until she started messing around with getting gay out and telling people she should have waited the numbers to get down a little bit, you know, yes. and she could have been set. But she started off with getting day and day and day and day. And that was, that was, I think for me, what was really her downhill, you know? And um, I think now she is very, very nervous along with Corey, you know, and then you have, um, if you guys saw last night, I don't know if you watched last night, Adam, but, yep. um, you know, um, Paulie gave his last attempt to um, Victor, who was just clean in the kitchen, you know, Given the nod to Paulie, you know, he's like, you know, you should really put up Mish or Nat in my place. He's a veto. You know, me and Corey are in on this and stuff like that. And, you know, they go over to Corey and they tell him, you know, hey, you know, Paulie says you're in on this. And did you see his face? Like, I, I'm sorry, but I'm only going to talk about them gameplay-wise. But his look is like these blank stares, like, Wait, what's happening right now? Like he doesn't know what's going on, Adam. <laughs> uh, it, 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 is, it is pretty sad, but you know what though? He was uh, he's friends with uh, Clay from last season, yeah. And they're pretty much clones of each other. Just you know, pretty boys that you know are for the women to look at, and that's about it. Um, you know, 
I, although, like, you know, early in the game, I thought he was going to be more of a Shane from season 14. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing, but it was going to be, like, a beast of competitions. And, okay, he, he did win the two during the uh, you know, double eviction. But for the most part, he's been, you know, pretty quiet in the competitions. So, yeah. Uh, I, I just want him to be a have-not the rest of the season just so he has to sleep in those little bumper cars. Yeah, I mean, there's people saying that they rather have Corey leave because Paulie's good, Lifey, no, people, no. You, this, you, the person, is, he's, when they're ready to go, you've got to cut the ties. I don't care if they give the best Lifey's, I don't care. There's still plenty of Lifey's to come, and you've got to give people in there more credit than just saying that Paulie's the lone person that's been entertainment value, you know? So, um I, I want to see what happens with Corey and Nicole at this point. Where what what side they choose? Well, I mean, the, and didn't Nicole see how Showman really helped her last time? Like, why did she do that again? She went right for it, right into another Showman, and you know she has two great opportunities to win a half a million dollars. And hey, you know what? Hopefully, for her sake, her and Corey can make it outside the house where her and Hayden didn't make it outside the house. Because, you know, if she if, if she comes out of the house and is with Corey and then they get married and have babies together, that's better than $500,000. Yeah, of course. Oh, come on. Like, you, know, I, you know, I know I'm not one of them, but I know you are an, an ex-player that's dying to get back in the house. When you see dying. somebody that's given that second opportunity and just throw it all away, um, it's oh, it's got to be so frustrating. <laughs> It really is, you know, so for somebody who, you know, wants to be back and, you know, obviously we've seen um, Big Brother picked up for the next two seasons. We see that Big Brother 19 is going to happen right after Big Brother 18 within probably a week or so. Um, I think it's setting it up for all stars for Big Brother 20. 20 years Big Brother has been in existence. Go um, do an all stars. You know, I say grab 30 people, let them fight to get in the house, and that, whoever makes it into that house battles. And, and you know whoever what? doesn't make it in that house goes in another house. They battle and then merge, and then we got ourselves a good all-stars. What do you say there about that? You, there, there you go. And you know, there haven't been too many strong female competitors, so I'm sure somebody that I know and love is on that short list. I would hope it's me because I have some what? unfinished business. Oh, I just yeah. my Portuguese mustache. <laughs> I, 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 I got one more thing to say, and then I then I gotta get going. But, yeah, you uh, gotta go put the babies to bed. Oh yeah. Uh, so we were talking about Paul before. Now it's it's a very similar arc to somebody that was on your season in Dan. I'm not comparing Paul to Dan. But remember, Dan, early in the game, was a sit duck. Dan was in the minority. Dan was just sitting back there getting ready to get picked off. Then slowly but surely, Dan started coming around. Dan started having some power. So I think Paul is in a great spot to be the Dan of this season. He's not the mastermind that Dan was, but he is starting to get there. He is starting to be the one that's manipulating the people to do what he wants. Because he's the one that told Victor, "Hey man, get you know put up Paul and Corey." Uh, I'm Paulie and Corey, so I, I think we have uh, you know I, I I don't want it to happen because man this kid's ego is going to be big already. It's going to be even bigger if, if he does it. But uh, you know I, I said it 
I think Paul is uh, winning it all. What, what do you think of uh, comparing his uh, game arc to, to that of Dan? Well, we only have a minute, so I just um, – I I can see where you see that. Um, I think that maybe Dan was a little bit more low-key and quiet, where Paul has been very forward, and that's been his game is – I'm going to tell you like it is in front of your face, and if you don't like it, that's it, but that's just the way I am. Um, but I, I think we can kind of compare the level of going from the bottom and being the the underdog to taking it to the top. And I believe um, Paul did it best with his dancing with his floaty in the diary room, um, <laughs> saying, you know, bye-bye, Paulie. Got to go, Paulie, while he's riding his floaty. Let, let, let's just hope Paul doesn't do a, uh, a nomination roulette. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's, sorry. that's the key. I'm that's sorry. the key. Hey, 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 you know what? That was that was uh, very entertaining. Um, it's not that I'm the one that got the end of it, but, um, you know, uh, we will yeah. see what happens. I think that these – nothing is set in stone with these people that we have in the house. I, I think that they could go either way. It really depends on um, who's lying in the middle and which way they go and who's going to win power next. I think that's basically what we're waiting for is who goes home, is there a return ticket, is there a jury buyback, is Ziggy Molly going to be put in the house and we don't even know that? Maybe he's going to be like, you know, last-minute entry. Um, we don't know. And who's going to win the next care package as well? Because they will be co HOH. That that it's, it's setting up to be another amazing week. So thank God that you know Big Brother 18 is in full swing. And you know people that were complaining early on that it was boring. This, this season is definitely not boring. The last couple of weeks have not been boring. Fire I up love the season. season. You I never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I thought it was uh, a great a great season, and uh, I know a lot of people didn't, but. You know, as time goes on and um, things move around and shuffle and, you know, um, that that to me is where things get good. And as we saw it this week, you couldn't get oh, yeah. any better than this. Karma, we okay. love it. No, nothing could be better. All right. Love you all out there in that video land. Charity, and I'm in New York, Michelle. by the way, Adam. What's up? I'm in New York. I just got in this morning. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I, believe me, we'll see each other soon enough, soon enough, yeah. soon enough, and you'll get to meet the baby soon enough, soon enough. Cute yes, little Nat, Nat. Oh, my little Natalie. Oh, but, uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you as always, for having me on. You guys do a great show every week. Hype it up, big brother. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um curious to see what this uh, online season is going to be all about, but uh, one thing is for certain, we have big brother for years to come. Yes, we do, and a lot more talking about it. So just uh, want to say stay stay unclaustrophobic out there. Stay unclaustrophobic, everyone. Quiero mucho, 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 casta. What was that? That was that was Sarah. Who who did you think it was? Oh, my God, no, I, I thought it was a recording or something. I'm like, Terry, is there, like, a new audio? I love you, Sarah. Love you, love you. All right, guys, have a great night. We'll talk to you later. Right. Love you, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was like another clip that you had. Okay. <laughs> well, you guys, we've had such a great time talking to Adam. Thank you, Callie, for calling in. Um, I guess be prepared for another crazy 
um, uh, show Wednesday, live eviction on Thursday, Ziggy Marley on Friday, another show on Sunday. We'll see who gets the care package. Um, and uh, we will let you guys know who our guests are going to be. We are going to be getting them confirmed. But just know that it's epic. And if you are claustrophobic, you'll be even more claustrophobic because it's going to be a doozy. All right, Cherry, let's close out the show. I want to remind everybody that after the live eviction show on CBS Thursday night, make sure you jump on your computer and join us for the Big Brother 18 Roundtable, hosted by Michael Cowboy Ellis. I'm not sure who his guest will be on Thursday night, but it's always somebody epic, just like Michelle always has somebody epic. And we come on air right after the live eviction show on Thursday night, so it's um, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, and this is going to be a big show on Thursday night. So make sure you join us on Thursday to rejoice (laughs) on Thursday night after this Thursday's eviction. And as I said, I don't know who the the guests will be, but I'm sure it's going to be somebody fun. Um, actually, I do know um, Cowboy isn't going to be with us this week, and Sheila Kennedy is going to be hosting to this week. I forgot. Ooh, so we're going to have Sheila Kennedy hosting this week, and I don't know if she's going to bring on a special guest or not, but we're going to have Sheila Kennedy this week with us. Ooh, so that's, that's going to be a I really love, big I treat. Yeah, Sheila. I know. So I'm glad I remembered that before we got off air. Um, so, yes, join us Thursday night with Sheila Kennedy hosting the show Thursday night for the Big Brother Roundtable show right after the live eviction. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're here for that, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, and then can't wait for Friday's show to find out what that's about. And then back here again on Monday, and I know Michelle's going to have some great guests coming up, so make sure you're here back here again Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, for the Manic Monday show with Michelle Costa. Everybody, have a great week. Take care. Remember to keep those in Louisiana and surrounding areas in your prayers. We're going to close the show with Ron, as we always do. Thank you so much for being here tonight to hang out with us. We appreciate it. And those of you who are listening to podcasts, we appreciate you too. Here's Ron to close the show. Good night, y'all. Take care. Love you guys. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It's always a great one with the Portuguese princess. Say good night, Michelle. Good night from Queens, New York. I love you, Cherry. Bye, everybody. <laughs> I love you too, Michelle. Good night, babe. Good, good night, night, y'all. That's a wrap.